You're listening to Treat Your Business with Katie Bell, the podcast for health and wellness business owners that want and need to give their business the treatment plan it needs. A treatment plan that will create more time back in your life, more income and more confidence when it comes to running a business. I'm here to share with you bite-sized episodes full of tried and tested tips from my own real experience of growing a successful physiotherapy and wellness clinic and from working with many businesses to do the same. The Treat Your Business podcast is sponsored by HMDG. Marketing is always one of the top three issues for clinic owners that I speak to. It's too expensive and complicated. They've had issues in the past or they just don't know where to find a trusted expert. It's always said only recommend products or services you're confident in using yourself. Well, when it comes to marketing, we use HMDG for our own clinic. They've proven to be exactly what you'd want from an agency. As a specialist, they understand the industry, they're responsive and always deliver. We can't recommend them highly enough. Head to hmdg.co.uk to find out more. Hi listeners, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Treat Your Business podcast. My name's Katie Bell, I am your host and hopefully many of you know me by now, but if you don't, um, I am the owner and founder of Thrive Health and Wellness Business Coaching and we help physios, osteopaths, sports massage therapists, Um, get more clients, make more money, get more time back and feel like a confident and successful business owner. So if you are new to listen to this podcast, thank you for being here. And this week's episode is going to be talking about people pleasing and why people pleasing is killing your growth. So first of all, what do I mean? Because this term is bounded about loads that, um, you know, we, we are naturally people pleasers because we like to particularly in our industry in the health industry we go into it because we care um, because we really want to we're passionate about getting results for our clients and we want to be known as an expert within our field we want to be known as the go-to person and with that we often feel like we have to over service we have to over deliver to our clients We also then find we get this thing called scope creep, which is where you find what uh, like your rehab programs or your communication or the things that you said you were going to deliver starts to expand and expand and expand. And you end up doing more and more and more, but you're not being paid any more for it. It can also be when people say, oh, Katie, can I just pick your brains? And more often than not, that is absolutely fine. But if you are somebody that people pleases a lot, who finds that you are over-servicing, over-delivering a lot, feels that you are um, perhaps not valued or perhaps you have, um, I guess, things going on around your self-worth, which means that you might be charging or undercharging your clients. All of this can lead to burnout. It can lead to exhaustion. It can lead to frustration. It can lead to feelings of anger because you feel like you're doing more than you should be doing for what you're being paid for. It can be when people say, can I just pick your brains? Can I, could you just run this errand for me? Or can you give up your time even though you don't have any time to give up? Um, And it can be when, particularly if you are listening to this and you have staff, when you decide that you're going to delegate something, you pass something on, and then before you know it, the monkey is back with you. Okay, and that's you having to feel like I've tried to delegate this, I've not been able to do it, so now I've got to take it back. So this whole kind of people pleasing culture that 
I think a lot of it is down to um, what when we were trained. A lot of us came through our training, and we were um, the NHS paid or you know contributed toward, towards our fees. We were meant to go into the NHS and, and you know work for one, two, five, however many years within their within their rotations, and then move up. There was never, ever, ever any training around self confidence, self worth. Um, how you position yourself as an expert, what it means to be an expert. And therefore, we've got into this trap of feeling like you just need to constantly over uh, over deliver, feel like you need to be doing more and more um, CPD courses, training courses to position yourself as the expert. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're being paid any more money to deliver your services. And what happens when we are people pleasers is that we actually, we're actually getting a disservice to our clients because we can't be amazing at everything. We like to think we can, but we can't be amazing at everything. We have things such a, which sit within our zone of genius. Now, there's a lot of stuff that you can be doing with your clients that you can deliver on, but it isn't really the optimal use of your time. I had a uh, an amazing group call this morning with our foundational members. And one of the members asked a question, which was, I feel like I spend loads and loads of time putting together rehab plans, exercise plans, lifestyle tips, and, um, you know, a lifestyle analysis, and really giving them this kind of rounded experience, which I do um, outside of their appointment time. And I'm just wondering how I can tighten up and streamline that process. We delved into the question as we would normally do to get to the real, the real issue. And what the real issue was, was that this fabulous physio feels like she's over delivering for the value that she is, for what she is charging. She feels undervalued. And it became a thing that was, well, I'm, I'm, you know, the same charge as everybody else in my area because I don't want to be any more expensive because people aren't going to want to work with me. But what was actually happening is that when people were coming to see her, they're saying, this experience is way better than anybody else I've seen. So why are you not charging more? Her clients were actually asking her, why, why are you not charging more for this? Because it's amazing. So yes, we need to streamline the process and make, make a way that she can get her rehab plans done in a much more time efficient way. But actually, we needed to deal with the issue of people pleasing, of over-servicing her clients, of scope creep. So just remember that even though you can, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And there are ways that empower our needs and there are ways that we work that disempower our needs. So some of our needs can be around certainty. They can be around um, uh, being, uh, being an expert. It can be being known, being significant. That can be a need. Now, there are ways that we work that empower those needs and there are ways that we work in, that disempower those needs. So, for example, if one of your kind of key values or thing that's really important to you is to feel significant, one of the ways you, that you may work is that you may people please, that you may over service, you may over deliver. Now, that's a disempowering way of meeting your needs, your significance needs. OK, so there's, there's always the yin and the yang with this. But it's asking yourself, why is it? that I am a people pleaser, okay? Um, and if you've listened to some of our um, recent episodes with Philippa, who's our uh, mindset coach on the Thrive Programme, she talks about saying a 
part of you is a people pleaser because not all of you is a people pleaser. And when we say a part of you is a people pleaser, it just kind of makes it feel like it's not all of us. It's a it's less significant. It's not who we are. It's just a part of who we are. So if a part of, part of me is a people pleaser. Eight years ago, a massive part of me was a people pleaser. And I have had to work on this and I still have to work on it. Okay. And I'm always very transparent on these podcasts. But one of the reasons is why, why people people please is because we do genuinely care. I really, really, really care about the results that A, my patients in my clinic get and B, my clients on my coaching program get. And sometimes I care so much that I try and force them to, to their results rather than use the power to get them there. And rather than remember that I'm responsible to you, but I'm not responsible for you, okay? My job is to deliver the very best conditions for delivery, the very best um, coaching and teaching and ways that we deliver our programs so that you can go and get the very best results that you want to get. But that is where my responsibility ends. It is not my responsibility to make you do it. I can add in accountability. I can add in ways of of encouraging you and supporting you. But we have to really kind of understand where our responsibility lies. So we do it because we genuinely care. A second reason why we people please is because a part of us looks for external gratification. It looks for the external acknowledgement that you are doing a great job. And I really remember this. When I first opened my clinic and uh, there was me and one other person working in the clinic way back nine years ago. And I was seeing 60, 70 patients a week. I was working six clinical days. I was the, I was like a circus performer. I had every hat on possible. And when people used to ring up to book in with me, because my name is the business, so hey, people ring in to book in with you, I remember thinking, oh, if I say yes to them, and when I say yes, they used to go, Katie, you are an absolute star. Like, what would I do without you? And a part of me really, really likes that. So my ego likes that and therefore it starts to do it more because that's what it wants. Now, growing up as uh, as a child, I was a really good kid at school. I was sporty. I was fairly intelligent. I used to do the work. I used to study. I basically did everything opposite to my brother who was just used to play in the sandpit and in the water and do no work whatsoever um, but has a way about him, which means he's always going to be an amazing success. Um, but I, I was a good, I was a good kid, which meant that I would often get told at school and by my parents and by my peers, um, oh, you're doing really well. That's really, really good. That's great. So I, I got my wiring, my programming, got used to always being told from an external source that I was doing a good job. So my wiring and programming into adulthood is exactly the same. I need other people to tell me, you're doing amazing. That is really good. Okay, a part of my ego still needs that. I recognise that. A part of us also works from a place of fear. So when we are people-pleasing, when we're over-servicing, when we're over-delivering, put yourself in the scenario of being with that client in the clinic and you can feel yourself adding them in extra at the end of the day. You have know it's about to come out of your mouth. You're saying, oh, yeah, okay, I'll squeeze you in on my lunchtime or I'll come in early. I'll come in early and I'll sort you out. Or, yeah, okay, I'll let your credits roll over into the next block. You know it's about to come out 
and you think, why is why am I doing that? Is it because I need that gratification? I need that external stimulus to say you're a great person, or is it because I think oh, if I don't say that, they're going to think I'm not good enough, or that I don't know enough, or that I might lose my reputation, or that I might be I might fail, or that I might be seen to be only in it for the money. And if I'm only in it for the money, then people are going to think that I'm doing it for the wrong reason and people are not going to want to visit me and go oh, and then the ego takes over and you just end up people pleasing. So how is it, how can we create healthy boundaries that allow you to people please in a healthy way that doesn't feel like you're constantly over delivering, that you feel like you're constantly being pulled? And some of the kind of nitty gritty hows is about communication. It's about setting very clear expectations with your patients, with your clients, or perhaps with your staff members. It can work both ways. Very, very clear expectations around how you communicate, how they can communicate with you, what channels are available for communication, when you are likely to respond, have an autoresponder set on so that they know when they're likely to receive a message back, and Manage those expectations right from the beginning of the customer journey. So not when a client's seen you three times and then you start to go, oh, uh, you know the fact that you're WhatsApping me at 11 o'clock at night to talk about your groin pain? Could you not do that? Could you use the actual method, which is via email? Don't do that, okay? That is your fault because you have allowed those boundaries to be crossed too early. Well, it's your responsibility. So what I would encourage you to do is really think about Okay, I want to be available. I want to be um, in a position where I can really um, give my patients the best experience, but with a healthy boundary. So set your expectations right from the beginning. The way they first make contact with your business, right through to when you offboard them, when you discharge them, you want to manage those expectations. And this avoids the risk of disappointing your patients or your staff later on because you've overpromised and you've underdelivered. We have an expectation within our clinic that we will deliver a exercise program within a certain amount of time. Okay. Now I say to my team, if you don't think that's a realistic um, time frame that you can work to, do not tell them that, because then we look like we are not delivering on what we promised, and I can't bear that. So we like to manage their expectations from the beginning. We avoid that risk of disappointing the patients or your staff members later on. And it also means that you can then, with those conditions that you've set up, you can then really deliver the best possible service for them because you've set up ways and means that are easily easy, uh, easily managed, easily tracked, easily monitored. I know that there is nothing worse than feeling like you've got a Facebook DM coming in, you've got somebody on Instagram, you've got somebody like we use... Um, uh, Slack in our business, so that's our that our main form of communication. We've moved away completely from internal emails. We use a Slack channel, but you've got Slack messages coming in. You've then got external emails coming in. You've then got threads, whatever the heck that is, binging you. There's all of these ways that people can connect with you, but you, as the business owner, time is everything. So we have to optimize how we can communicate with all of with our clients with our inquiries with all these points of contact in the best possible way in the professional way that means we manage those expectations right from the beginning 
And I always like to kind of think about some questions when I'm looking at, okay, am I people pleasing here? Am I trying to over deliver? Why am I doing that? And I like to think, right, what is the minimum level that is expected? What like will I not not do? Because sometimes we can get into our 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10, 12 out of 10 mindset and we just we just absolutely go off the scale. Okay, because a big part of us is in fear, a big part of us needs that external gratification, whatever. So what is the minimum requirement that your clients need from you to get the results that they're looking for? And I can guarantee that most people listening to this, your minimum is good enough. Okay, because most people listening are perfectionists. Most people love to over-deliver. And when you're a people pleaser and when you're an over-deliverer, your 7 out of 10 is literally most people's 12 out of 10. Okay, so I have a rule in my life, really. I say, is it 7 out of 10? Yes, do it. Let's move forward. Put it out there. Get the newsletter out. Get the website up. Send that flyer. Print it. Do it. Whatever. If it's 7 out of 10, we're moving forward because my 7 out of 10 is probably most people's 9 or 10. If I strive for 9 or 10, I'm then stuck in perfection paralysis and I never really move forwards. So what's the minimum, okay, that you are happy to set as an expectation, as a boundary, as a level of service? And then what is the risk? What's the legitimate risk of over-delivering? Because I always like to say, when you say yes to something, you have to have a trade-off. You have to trade something off. It might be time. It might be money. It might be energy. It might be all three of those. It might be having to say no to something else, another experience, uh, something else in your business that you want to move forwards. Because multitasking, in case you didn't know, is absolutely impossible. Like it doesn't, it's not even a thing, okay? Multitasking is not possible. You can't fill the dishwasher and write an email, right? It just cannot happen unless you have got four sets of hands. So when we think of, right, the risk of over-delivery here is that I'm going to be burnt out, I'm going to be exhausted. Actually, I'm going to get really pissed off with my clients and I'm not going to want to deliver and I'm not going to be able to keep this up for the next five, ten years of my business or longer. I'm going to get tired, I'm going to miss things, I'm going to lose my reputation. That's actually the risk of over-delivery. It's a disservice to our clients. We can't be amazing at everything. And if I gave the minimum level and I didn't spend 25 minutes preparing an exercise program, I got ChatGPT to write me a letter instead or whatever it is that you, you need to do. Are my clients actually going to be unhappy or is that a story that I've made up? Because we're really good at making up stories. And what's the risk to me? The risk to you as a business owner that consistently over delivers and people pleases in your personal life and in your business life is that you will always feel unfulfilled. You'll always feel like you're chasing your tail and you'll always feel like you're never, ever good enough. You're never, ever significant enough because you're always trying to chase the next thing. And are you willing to risk that? So recognising that your own needs as a business owner and as a person must be met first. This is one of the, I think, the biggest challenges we have. Um, And I'm going to say this, and I might ruffle some feathers, but I think it's more challenging for women to put themselves in a position that they feel like their needs are being met first before anybody else. And I know that might just kind of trigger some people, but that's that is my belief. We have to recognize as a business owner that our needs must be met 
must be met first for you to be able to go and deliver an amazing service to everybody else and continue to do that. I know sometimes I have feelings in my business and I, as I said, part of me is still a people pleaser. I will get myself into a position and I just think, what on earth am I doing this for? Why am I doing this? And it's because a part of me when I was making the decision was either in a place of fear, I was feeling a bit funky about myself, about the self-worth, and therefore I've developed a program or whatever it is that is, I am just delivering way too much. And it's usually when I run it past my coach um, that they go, okay, well, let's chop 50% out of that, Katie, and then we might be somewhere about right. Because I'm naturally always going to try and give too much. So I have to recognise that for me to be amazing to you guys, to turn up onto this podcast and be creative and think about different things to talk about each week, and deliver our masterclasses, and deliver our programs, and work with business owners, and transform your businesses and your lives, I cannot do that if my needs as a business owner and as a person are not met first. That comes from clear boundaries and expectations from the beginning. And actually recognising that saying no as a business owner doesn't make you a bad business owner, it makes you one of the best business owners, because you are saying no strategically. Those business owners that just say yes to everything, I see it all the time on on, um, Instagram, on Facebook, when I see lots of things happening in people's businesses. And most of the time I'm looking at it thinking, I love this. I love the creativity. I love the entrepreneurship. I love the the kind of risk taking. But a part of me always goes, oh, okay, they they are really diluting themselves here. They're saying yes to everything because something else going on here. Chasing the money. They're in a place of fear. They don't believe in themselves. They've not got the strategy. They're lacking that focus. So there is more power in saying no than there is in saying yes. And shifting your mindset into this growth mindset. This is embracing the belief that setting boundaries, making different choices are an integral part of being a successful business owner. The ability to say no and strategically say no is going to mean that your business grows and thrives when you're constantly saying yes, you are you are just going to be in survival mode. And one of the ways that we do that is that we have to self-reflect, okay? And a big part of me really struggles to do this because a big part of me thinks I haven't got enough in time to be self-reflecting. But growth, growth as a clinic owner is absolutely essential. And to grow, we have to be in a position where we can self-reflect, we can journal we can seek help, we can seek professional development so we can improve our business skills and our confidence. And that's through having a mentor, having a coach, surrounding yourself um, amongst business owners in our industry who are taking those next steps, going to that next level in terms of their mindset and their growth and their ability to say no strategically and have those healthy boundaries in place. So one of the... um, things that I is, think is really useful. And I've got a, a resource that I have um, pop, pops into a PDF and is going to be in the show notes for you to download, um, is a people-pleasing PDF, okay? Really simple. And what you're going to do for, you can do this for a day, you can do this for a week, you can do this for a month if you wished. It depends how bad you think the situation is. You are going to list in a day, you're going to have this, this PDF on your desk and you're going to list every time that you are doing an activity that you've said yes to, that you wish you said no to, that you feel like you're over-delivering, that you that you have agreed to do a project that isn't serving you, 
that you have decided to run an errand for somebody that isn't serving you or is you have no time for. And that even can be that you've said yes to picking the kids up from school, okay? I want you to think your needs must be met first. This is not about being selfish. Being selfish is very, very important to ensure that you can go and deliver an amazing service to all of those clients that really, really need your help. So you're going to document each activity that you have and you're going to document the amount of time that you spent on said activity. Now, this might feel like a really, really simple exercise to do, but self-reflection comes from being able to stop and go, okay, I'm on a hamster wheel, my brain is crazy, I can't think, um, can't see the wood for the trees, I'm going to just stop and really analyse where I'm spending my time. So I invite you to download this, I invite you to fill it in, and I invite you then to write some insights around what's come up for you. And I do this quite regularly um, in my business when I feel like some of my great habits are slipping, when I feel like I'm back to chasing my tail, when I feel like I'm back to being a yes person, it sometimes can be when you're ready to take the next step in your business. Um, Your ego will work really hard to keep you where you are and keep you, uh, allow your programming that you've been brought up with to kick back in and you go back into that people pleasing, that over delivery. So I invite you to download, I invite you to fill it all in and then just write down some insights and you are welcome to share those with me if it helps. You can go to our Facebook group and you can share them in there or you can send me a a message if you want to. But those insights will really pull out certain things for you that are not serving you right now in your life and in your business that are killing your growth. And when you do this and when you realise how much collective time you have spent on things that are not serving you or things that you wish you'd said no to that you've said yes to, it will blow your mind. It's the same mind-blowing stat that when your iPhone tells you how much screen time you've had each day literally makes me want to vomit because I think wow I can I can nobody can use the excuse of being too busy when your screen time flashes up and says you have been using this phone for four hours and 52 minutes today or whatever it might be okay so it's that mind-blowing stat that's in front of you for science-based people like you guys are going to be like, okay, well, that clearly says I'm wasting hours, seven hours, nine hours, 12 hours on shit that I don't even want to do in the first place that is not high income generating. It's not moving my business forwards. It's just over-delivering. So that will be in the show notes for you to download. Thank you for joining me on um, this week's episode. I hope for some of you listening to this, or for all of you, that you've taken a lot from this and you can just have a moment and go into your diary and just go and be brave cancel some stuff that you really don't want to do that you know you said yes to that you really wish you could say no to because remember there is more power in saying no than there is in saying yes i will see you all next week for the next episode of the treat your business podcast Thank you for listening to Treat Your Business with Katie Bell, the podcast that tells you what you really need to hear and know when it comes to running a successful business in the health and wellness industry that gives you the time, money and freedom you are wanting. For access to our free workshops on how to get more clients in your business, how to make more income in the next 30 days and to get more time back in your business and life, head to our free Facebook group today, Treat Your Business. Or head over to thrive-businesscoaching.com. All of the links are available in the show notes.